0: These words again from Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Amen. May we begin our meditation tonight with a story. It was part of a message that I heard preached some years ago. One that I have shared with you on another occasion, but I'd like to share it again because it is getting to be more and more appropriate as each year goes by. It's a Christmas story of sorts, but it was set within the context of an old 1950s television program entitled The Millionaire. In that program, a lawyer, Michael Anthony, representing a very wealthy man by the name of... John Beresford Tipton would visit in the home of a specially chosen recipient and would give them a tax-free gift of one million dollars. And from that beginning of the program, the remainder of the program would be dedicated to observing how the sudden unforeseen wealth would affect and change a person's lifestyle and their behavior. Some people did well But others did not. But for sure, each of their lives was changed forever from having received the gift. Now the preacher of this sermon went on to make up an additional scenario, one that was not part of the original television program, a scenario in which over time all of the people who had received the free gift of the $1 million agreed to set aside a special day each year on which they would gather and they would celebrate the birthday of the man who had given them the gift. And they call that day Tipton Day after their benefactor. And in celebration of Mr. Tipton's gift, they began giving gifts to each other. And they would also sing songs. And they would greet each other on the street with greetings like Mary Tipton. Some went so far as to have one of their members dress up in an ornate red suit and sit in a big chair in a shopping center or mall and let little children sit on his knee and tell him the gifts they hoped to receive on Tipton Day. As time went by, though, a very odd thing began to take place. Other people, people who had not received the gift from Mr. Tipton, and they knew nothing about him, they began to celebrate his birthday also. Buying each other gifts, singing songs, wishing each other "Merry Tipton. The people who had actually received the gift began to wonder why so many other people were celebrating Mr. Tipton's birthday. And so they asked them, when did you receive the special free gift from Mr. Tipton? And them not knowing what they were being asked, would respond back, what free gift? And being unable to give a good reason for their celebration, they simply said that they enjoyed celebrating and buying and receiving gifts. And so, Mary Tipton. Now does not that Tipton story ring eerily similar to our real Christmas story? Yes, there are many that celebrate who really have truly received the free gift of salvation that God's given to men. But so many, many others have not. And yet they celebrate just as if they had received the gift, just like you and me. Their involvement mostly, though, fits the words of a popular country song, I'm here for the party. I'm here for the party. They don't really know what Christmas is really all about. But they really do like the party. The festivities, the drinking of the Christmas cheer, the receiving of gifts, and just having a good time. Good time. They're here for the party. Now, before you and I get too hasty and we begin casting stones at all those folks... May I remind us that too often we ourselves, those of us who truly have received the free gift of salvation, at this time of year, we actually look a whole lot like those other folks that are just there for the party. Our attention, our focus, our money, our efforts, they become so dedicated to shopping for gifts and more gifts that we have little time to stop and remember why we came to the party. And folks, I confess to you that I really don't like this Christmas treadmill that you and I get caught running on each year. It really should not be this way. It should not be this way. And may I remind you and me that it is us, you and me, who need to do something about it. Not those poor, lost, unbelieving souls that are right now still out there in those shopping malls trying to fill their shopping baskets, but don't even know why they're there. They don't even know why they're doing it. But we do. And it is us who have the responsibility of changing things. You and I have the real Christmas story written upon our hearts. And we need to get about sharing it with others both with those who already believe, but especially with those who have never received Jesus' free gift of salvation. You and I need to dig into these scriptures, folks. We need to dig into these scriptures. We need to learn what we have to be able to say to them. Be prepared to tell the real Christmas story to the very next person that we meet. And we have to be willing to do that. Now, yes, we do need to know all of the sweet and gentle words about the baby Jesus. Yes, that's a right thing to do. But listen, we also need to dig a chapter deeper. A chapter deeper into this book and be able to tell people who the Lord Jesus is and why He came to earth. And we can begin with this story that I just read to you from the book of Luke. This real Christmas story. Let me read it to you again. This tells you much of everything that you need. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And Mary said to the angel, But how will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And then that same angel, Gabriel, appeared to Joseph and said to him, She, Mary, will bear a son, and you shall call His name Jesus. And listen, for He will save His people from their sins. Folks, these words alone give you and me a great place to begin as we go back out there to tell the real Christmas story. Hearing in these words, we're told who Jesus is. We're also told why He came to earth. Now, may we be sure to begin by knowing that Jesus Himself did not begin His existence there in that manger in Bethlehem. Not at all. Jesus has no beginning and He has no end. He was and He is forever eternally existent. He was and He is forever one of the three-in-one trinity of God. He was and is forever the Son of God. But in order to come and be among us and be one of us so that He could be our Christ, our sacrificed Lamb, He needed to take on human flesh. And so we read in Philippians 2, Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made Himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Jesus was forever existent. We're not told in these scriptures the exact way that it took place. But I have an imagination and I like to imagine these things. And I imagine that there was a moment in God's time when God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit looked upon the wretched existence of mankind lost and dying in our sins. And they took pity on our souls. They took pity on our souls. And with great mercy and grace and much Perhaps in the manner that we hear in the story of the prophet Isaiah, the Lord Jesus then, there in the Trinity, stepped forward and said, Here am I. Send me. Send me. And God the Father said, So be it. So be it. Amen. And so in the fullness of time, then God the Father sent His angel Gabriel to Mary and then to Joseph to tell them how it was all going to take place. And to Mary, he said that she had been especially chosen by God to bear him a son. What an honor. What an honor. Her son would have no earthly father, but would be formed by God's Holy Spirit within her womb. And the child would be born to her, would be called the Son of the Most High God. And he would in all ways be the Son of God. And then also the angel spoke to Joseph and gave the reason why. He gave the reason why the Son of God would take on human flesh. He said, she will bear a son and you will call his name Jesus. Listen, for he will save his people from their sins. This was who Jesus was. And this is why he came to earth. He was the eternal Son of God and he come to us to save us. His people from their sins. You and me. It's as simple as that. You and I are sinners in need of a Savior. And He came to save His people from their sins. And yes, yes, family time, gift giving, and all those other forms of celebration and tradition, they probably really can continue. There's goodness in all of that. But listen... You and I need to devote our efforts, our real efforts, during this time of year to telling others the real story of Christmas. It's about Jesus. He came to save His people, you and me, and anyone who will receive Him. He came to save us from our sins. So maybe begin, even now, with this Christmas. As often as we can, may we step back from this frantic rush of gift-getting and celebration and instead begin to tell people about who Jesus really is and about why He came to earth. Listen to these words and we'll close. These are from Galatians 4. When in the fullness of time God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. Let's pray. Father, how good it is to be your son. What a pleasure and what a treasure it is to be called a son of God. And it's a free gift. It's a free gift from you to us. All we have to do is believe And receive your free gift. And so I pray that for each one of us. That Lord you would fill our hearts with your presence. And that we would worship you. And Father beyond that. May we reach on forward to someone else. And tell them about the Lord Jesus. Who he is. And why he came to earth. Bless us Father. We pray in Jesus precious name.